0: Hello everyone and this is the Created to Be podcast. I am your host Bill Anderson and today is our kickoff day and we have Josh, our producer here that's going to help us do some interview questions and help the audience, you guys get to know who I am just a little bit and why you might want to listen to me. So Josh, how you doing? I'm good. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you. Awesome. So <laughs> the hardest thing to do in the whole world is interview yourself. Have you ever like, looked in the mirror and tried to interview yourself? It's an old radio um, trick that I used to use when I wanted to learn how to interview somebody is I'd interview myself in the mirror. It's weird. Yeah, I've never done that. I've n- um, Nope, never done that. Really? You've never done that? Yeah. I mean, you've got to be in a special place to want to sit there. But it, it helps you like build those skills you got to have as an interviewer or interviewee, right? Right. Because... You being as humble as you are, you don't like talking about yourself, but you do love talking about the things that you do to inspire others. Yes, that's which correct. Which I thought was going to be really interesting for this podcast as we move forward. So if you guys don't know Bill, it Bill's done it all. So I wouldn't say it all, but... Uh, okay, so um, you've done 90% of it. Let's go with 90%, right? A lot of people say I've lived like three, three lifetimes, so yes. Yeah, he's lived three lifetimes. He works like seven jobs. That is not a joke. We just added podcasting to it. And he's doing this on his days off. Yeah. So (laughs) it's like, do you even have days off? So before we get, let's just get started. So let's start with you, Bill. Where are you from? Yeah. Where you I was born? You uh, actually from? born in Pueblo,
0: Colorado. You're kidding. So, yep, yeah, I'm. I tell every people. I uh, tell everybody here uh, in Denver. I said I'm from the South, and they're like, "Oh, really? Where?" And I'm like, "Pueblo," and they're like, "That's not the South." I'm like, "Well, it's
1: south of here." So <laughs> it is. I, I'm from La Junta. Yep, that's La where Hunta. I was born. So yeah. they're pretty close. I mean, they're close-ish to each other. La Junta is much further south and east. So I usually joke, I say, uh, Pueblo is the armpit of Colorado, but maybe La Junta is. <laughs> well, it definitely had a pickle factory when I lived there, so it always smelled like pickles. Yeah. And now, I mean, it's home of the famous Rocky Ford cantaloupe, so. Right, right, can't go wrong with those. And, and Pueblo is um, known for the most Medal of Honor recipients. It was. They used to have a really fine still mill until the yep, 70s or mm-hmm. Yeah, but that closed down. And yep. Now it's a college town with a nuclear reactor. True story, over at CSU. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's a small stuff. town. If
1: you guys don't know, Pueblo's kind of a small town. It's it's a beautiful little town. I mean, a lot of people like to retire there. So you were born in Pueblo, huh? Yeah, born there. Lived there until probably about first grade. And
0: then we moved to um, Oregon. And I was there for the eruption of Mount St. Helens. Were you really? Because so, um, I remember seeing that on TV um, as a young um, kid. Pretty interesting. Go out in the in the gutter and scoop out in, a, in an old butter container, um, ash.
1: Probably. Really? probably Best day of stuff to breathe, but yeah, <laughs> um, did that then. Uh, I remember the skies in Colorado were kind of dreary from yeah, that ash. Yeah. I could only imagine what it was like when you were like almost there. How far away were you from that? Well, it was in Washington, okay, uh,
0: where Mount St Helens was, and so I was in Portland, Beaverton. Oh my was gosh, a suburb of Portland. Yeah, yeah. I remember, you know, being at, it was like a kinder care or something. I mean, this this is way little. Yeah. And I remember looking at the horizon and seeing the the smoldering mountain, you know, with the wow. The, the dust and stuff coming up out of it and it's like a you know picture you'd see now in the movies but yeah yeah i'd be able to see that it feels so it's apocalyptic
1: when it's got all that <laughs> dust on everything
0: yeah so i grew up there I, a little bit of time there and then we came back and um lived back in denver at that point we didn't move back to pueblo and then uh-huh. uh after living here for a while I, I moved my parents were divorced and so i'd split time between the two of them And my dad lived in, uh, moved to Oklahoma with the big oil boom. And so I lived in a little town in Oklahoma for a while. And then we moved to a little town in Arkansas. Um, And then I came back to Denver and lived here for a little bit more. And then I went to Hollywood and uh, actually attended Hollywood High School. You went to Hollywood?
1: Yeah. You went to Hollywood, just like they would say on American Idol. You're going to Hollywood.
0: Well, I went there because my mom moved there. So (laughs) I went with her. I didn't. Um, but yeah, I, I actually went, attended Hollywood High School for a little bit, and then we moved back. and I graduated from uh, Rangeview here in Aurora. Really? Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And as soon as I graduated, I got on a plane and went to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Um, my ambition was to be a history teacher, and so you know, not really, really? having you know college money, I joined uh, joined the military, the army, to uh, get the GI Bill to go to college, and so right. that was my plan. My MOS was a 67 Yankee, which is the, the old Cobra helicopter, the two-seater. So what's an MOS? Uh, MOS is your military occupation.
1: Oh, OK, yeah, See, I'm totally job. ignorant. That's yeah. your job.
0: OK. And so I was the 67 Yankee um, crew chief. So I was the mechanic and also the gunner on that gunship. That was the tank killer. Whoa. And uh, it would, it, they actually had the tow missile, which would attach to your helmet. And when you fired the tow, wherever you looked is where that missile went. And So that's kind of Whoa. old technology, there. Yeah. Yeah. Revolutionary at the time. Uh huh. So, after my AIT, which was my advanced individual training, um, did, I came back and I thought, okay, I like this airplane stuff. So, I'm going to go to AMP school, which is airframe and power plant um, school. And so, I was going through that and uh, had a friend that his uncle was an electrician. And so, I started working with him. Colorado Aerotech actually had three shifts. Had a day shift, a swing shift, and a night shift. They 24 really? 7 taught AMP mechanics, which is really thinking back on it. That's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah,
0: a 24 hour, they had a rotation of, of training uh-huh. mechanics. So, um, I switched over to swing swift, worked for him during the day, uh-huh. really liked the electrical stuff. And when we got into the uh, the electronics portion of the, um, the school, I really enjoyed that. And I had an epiphany one day when yeah. we're out there at lunch, and an airplane flew over, and they're like, Oh, that's a Pratt and Whitley, you know, whatever. and I'm like, that's an airplane, you know, and I thought, yeah, maybe this, this isn't the path for me. I don't really get into it like these guys do, but I really like the electrical stuff. Sure. And so at the time, this guy was, was kind of paying me, um, he was kind of paying me under the table, you know, so, yeah. but I said, Hey, why don't you register me at the state? Because it's all based on apprenticeship time. Uh-huh. And so I wanted to get credit for that time and he wouldn't do it. 'Cause no. he didn't want to pay taxes on me or whatever. So oh. kinda of a little falling out with him and I went down to the, the, the union hall and applied and uh, DIA was kicking off and so I was accepted and they told me you have two two weeks to quit everything, start school and be an electrician. And so I was at a crossroad, it's like yeah. two months left to finish Colorado Aerotech to get my right. AMP certificate, or do I drop it and do the do the electrical route. And you made a choice. And I made a choice. Yeah. And so I dropped it and uh, went and became an electrician. Spent a five-year apprenticeship doing that, yeah. and uh, as soon as I got out, got my master license, we opened up Arc Electric, which was named after my my three kids, Ashley, Rebecca, and Caitlin. Oh. And uh, we started right out of the gate. Um, of course, we were very young, didn't know what we were doing, sure. and uh, just got overwhelmed. Did uh, you? Super overwhelmed. We had, I don't know, 20-some employees and just, you had not 20 really employees knowing, out the gate. Yeah, not even knowing really how to run a business. We you know, were so young. and Sure. It just was so overwhelming that we arrived at a point where we just threw our hands in the air and said we quit. And really? Sold everything and um, moved to Chicago. <laughs> just Chic- dropped it all and moved to Chicago. So you stopped the electrician gig. You moved to Chicago. I so- was still doing electrical work. I was okay. I got a job as an electrical project manager, um, really in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was, uh, they lived in Iowa uh-huh. where my dad was from, but my dad worked in Chicago. So, you know, my wife and kids stayed in Iowa with my family. And then mm-hmm. me and my dad went to Chicago to work all week. And then we'd come home on the weekends and things of that nature. And so, um, that's how we lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, Around that time, we we always went to church, mm-hmm. and every time I got involved with the church, they always wanted me to, to kind of do some leadership stuff and you know, mm-hmm. get involved. And I always got involved with the kids, and we went to this little convention where they taught people how to teach Sunday school and stuff. And there was this one really? class that had gospel illusions with it, and I thought that was just the gospel thing. illusions. Yep, gospel like, illusions like magic, magic
1: tricks. shows, mm-hmm. right? Okay,
0: uh, but you don't call them, Call it magic in church. It's it's illusions. It's illusions. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. People get weird when you say magic. Yeah. I could could see why. Um, And this guy showed a trick. Yeah. And he took a needle and he stuck it through a balloon and didn't pop the balloon. And uh, I went home that night and made it because one of my hobbies was knife making. Yeah. So I had a forge and I, you know, made the trick. And I came back the next day and I said, hey, you know that trick? I made it. He's like, you made it. And I said, yeah, I, you know, make knives. And so I made that trick. He's like, I love knives. He's like, I tell you what, you teach me how to make knives and I'll teach you what I know. Really? And uh, his name was Doug Wathan.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, we became really good friends. So you became a, an illusionist. So he started training me for that. And then before I know it, he was like, hey, I can't handle this church show. Can you go do it for me? And I was like, sure. And, wow. and I started doing shows. You know, and so when we went to Chicago, um, I started doing shows. I did four or five restaurants a night doing tableside side magic, really? was doing birthday parties, was doing church shows, and just was super busy. 9 um, 11 happened. Oh my. And I was the first hired, so I was the first let go. Let go, yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. And uh, I didn't miss a beat because I had replaced my income yeah. doing shows. And so we were just cruising along. I was doing, you know, birthday parties, corporate events. I got into stage hypnosis, was doing hypnosis shows. Really? I, uh, met up with a guy that worked for fun incorporated and he produced a, a video for me on promotional magic. Got a video out there. And, um, the, the travel channel approached us about doing a really a street hypnosis show. And I turned all that down, but, uh, yeah, we were we were doing pretty well, and then um, I met a, met another friend out there, Tim Hannig, who did a show called the Pro Kids Show. And it was a character building show, and um, both him and Doug and several of these people have really you know been monumental in, in my life and yeah. kind of steering and, and guiding me. But uh, we were friends, and just one day came to me says, "Hey, you want to do the Pro Kids Show?" I was like, well, yeah, sure. Um, the great thing about that is we would, we would take a gospel message mm-hmm. into a public school and use it as a character-building show. We would change it a little bit Interesting. so that it wasn't yeah, know, so yeah. recognizable. Sure. But we would do this. And he's like, well, the only thing is, is you've got to move back to Colorado because this is my territory. <laughs> really? And so I came home and I said, hey, Heidi, we can do the Pro Kids Show. And she's like, Really? And I was like, yeah, we gotta move back to Colorado. She's like, let's go. No hesitation? No hesitation. Really? And she, at that time, started doing real estate. Uh And so we just loaded everything up and moved back here and landed in Castle Rock and and, uh, I was doing shows. And she actually went to go renew her, or transfer her real estate license because she had to take some classes to get it transferred from Illinois over to Colorado. Mm -hmm. She went on the wrong day. (laughs) <laughs> and so she was out on a Sunday thinking, hey, this is uh, the day my class was. Got there, realized it wasn't. So she says, you know, I'm going to stop off for this church
1: <laughs> yeah. just
0: because I'm out. And um, arrived at a Calvary Chapel, Castle Rock. Yeah. And um, came home and it was like, you won't believe it. You know, because all my life I had gone to church. I went sure. to Catholic school um, yeah. and just never really knew a lot. About the Bible was kind of went through the the motions, if you will. Yeah,
1: yeah, especially when you're young. And she's
0: like, he taught the entire service on a verse, and And she's like, I have never. She's like, I know that verse like, like you you know you could never imagine. Mm -hmm. So she went back the next Sunday, and he's like, Hey, Heidi, and she's like, You remember my name? And he's like, Yeah. And so, that was the hook, right? Yeah, the fact that the way he taught and the that he remembered her she's like, you got to come to this. You got to come to this. And so I went and um, yeah, it was life changing. I mean, it's so true that when you actually learn what the Bible says, Mm -hmm. then you can properly apply it. And that's when change really starts to happen in your life. And so we got really involved with church. I was doing up to 500 shows a year, touring around, um, going all through Texas and Utah and Arizona, and, and uh, we'd leave for the whole month of November, and I'd do four shows a day through the Rio Grande Valley. One day we'll talk about some fun stories there, but yeah, um, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. I mean, just with the being a mile from the border and, and watching all kinds of things just go
1: down. It's a different world it's, the further you go south. Yeah. It's
0: amped up even more now, yeah. but even back then it was... I remember one time... The, the principal coming up to me while during my show and says, You have to stretch this show. There's an active shooter in the neighborhood. We can't leave the, ca- the cafetorium, is what they called it. It was a cafeteria auditorium. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay. Well. <laughs> She's like, Don't panic, but you can't leave because there's an active shooter um, wow. in the neighborhood. Just crazy stories yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, he came, the, the pastor at the time came up to me He says, Hey, you want to. I, can you take over the children's ministry? I need a children's leader, yeah, children's pastor, and i I told him no. Yeah. I says, no, I'm having too much fun with my my career yeah. you know um, when you when you have five to eight hundred kids you know in an audience chanting your name and you're yeah. like a rock star to them, and you have like them in the palm of your hands. you don't performing. you don't work a day in your life. it's yeah. it was a ball. I was performed at the white house for for George Bush, really on, on one of the Easter egg roll events. Um, got more TV show offers from there, uh, turned them all down, of course. you know. watched um, I came mm-hmm. home and asked Heidi about it. She's like, no, we're not doing that. I mean, one of them was Wife Swap. They wanted us to have a magician with wives. And she's like, yeah, you're out of your mind. <laughs> we're not doing that. Because Do she said, they stuff, always man. make the wife look stupid in those movies. In those... <laughs> so, um, yeah. and it was just during that transition that, you know, it's just where we were. And then one day, uh, my heart just changed so that the verse where it says, you know, God will give you the desires of your heart. heart, It totally makes sense to me now. And it's not that, Hey, I desire a Corvette, Mm -hmm. but what that verse really means is that God will take your desires and he'll replace them with his. And I Mm -hmm. went from wanting to do this for the rest of my life. I mean mag I was a regular contributor to magazines on on magic. I had instructional DVDs out. I had won close up competitions. I had T V show offers. Yeah. I was performing for the for the Rockies, the Colorado Crush, which was the indoor yeah. arena football team at the time. Um some big names. I mean I was and then I was like, I don't care if I do another show. All I want to do Just is like teach. That. Just, just, just like that. And it's weird because as I look back at my life, there's always kind of been that, that kind of calling there. I yeah. remember even in eighth grade when I was in, in a Catholic school, I thought, I think I'm supposed to be a priest. Just the, really? weirdest, just the weirdest thing, out of nowhere. Yeah. And so I remember calling my stepmom and I said, hey, um, I think I'm supposed to be a pastor. And she's like, without a beat. She's like, I know. And I'm like, what do you mean you know? She says, when you were five years old, you said you were going to be a pastor and you had never set foot in a church. Really? And I was like... I did? You're just going to tell me now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's revelation. It'd been great. Long yeah. ago.
0: Yeah. And so we had started to make the churn. You yeah. know, and I really spent a whole year just really... I couldn't get enough, right, of, mm-hmm. of reading and studying. And mm-hmm. it just... It was the craziest time. Just couldn't get enough of it. Um, and then we got the opportunity to either start a church in Monument or take over the, the church that we're at now. And that was 13 years ago. Wow! And I was praying about it and God said, there's sheep without a shepherd. Well, Monument wasn't established yet. And so I knew with that verse that I was to come out to the church that we're at now, which is Sun Country Community Church. And we've been out here for 13 years now. Obviously, I couldn't travel. I couldn't be on the road, yeah. do 500 shows a year. Um, all that's just put away. And, uh, and then we started pastoring the church there. And wow. uh, being a smaller church, still had to be bivocational. Mm-hmm. And so we you know, relaunched Dark Electric again. And uh, so now we're a business owner and um, pastor of the church. And then uh, right around there, about 11 years ago, mm-hmm. I got interested in, in Krav Maga. I was
1: in fitness. We'll get yeah, into that. This guy's yeah. crazy.
0: <laughs> it all kind of comes together there. But I was researching because you know I wanted to get my concealed carry, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, but I can't carry this in half the places I go." So sure. I Googled, "How do I protect myself without a weapon?" Mm-hmm. And Krav McGon came up. That's the one that came up, huh? and that's the one that came up. And it's funny because Rocky Mountain Self Defense, they're mm-hmm. in Castle Rock. Yeah, I went there at their old place, and and I could never get there when somebody was there. Really, and so it was just. I thought, what the heck? These guys, they're never here, you know? Yeah. And so kind of gave up on that for a while. And then I got reinterested again. And at that time, they had moved to their current location. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know how, but I got in touch with them. And I Krav Maga. And then, um, yep, all those things happened. And then I took a little bit of a break because my schedule didn't work out where I could get to Krav. And um, started doing CrossFit. And then, Did you? Yeah. I was doing CrossFit at 6 a.m. and then um, got my level one certification and then John and Jenny were like, hey, you want to coach? And yeah. Then it just went from there.
1: And you've been teaching a 6 a.m. class, which he keeps trying to get me to go to, but 6 a.m. <laughs> is like early for some of us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been um, instructing Krav now for, for quite some time. I'm I'm a, a level three instructor through Krav Maga Alliance. Alliance okay. through John Whitman. Um, he's the one that... Has certified all my instructor tests, uh, and then you know through John at, at Clear Sky there, yeah. um, we're
1: up to that you know first degree black oh, belt instructor. So yeah, for those that don't know that, that's a lot of dedication. It's a so lot much fun. Of, yeah. it's a blast. Don't get me wrong, but the amount of dedication and time that you put into that, the effort is it's unreal. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's yeah, pretty impressive.
1: Right now I teach five classes a week. <sighs> On top. Of, all right, just to review. You started out as a, in the in the military working on airplanes, right helicopters, helicopters. Mm-hmm. Then you moved on to the you, you went to Chicago, right? We started our electrical company
0: yes yeah, yeah, so electrician then did mm-hmm. the
1: magician then to a combination of magician pastoring right. right then became a pastor and then became an electric again electrician again and now you're pastoring at Sun Community Church, right? Sun Country Community Church. Sun Country Community Church. Yeah. I've been church. there for 13
0: years. So 13 guess, at years. Time, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You've done more in that time than most people do in their lives. Yeah. It's, Plus, it's... he hasn't touched about his fitness, the, the, the crazy things he'll build on a whim, which is one <laughs> of his favorites, the podcast that he's always wanted to do, which we're listening to right now. I mean, there's, how do you find hours in the day?
0: Well, I've kind of just had this philosophy, and I remember my parents getting quite aggravated with me at one point. Yeah. Cause they were like, you know, they grew up with the the generation of you figure out what you want to do
1: and you just do that for the rest of your life. My parents were the same way. You know, you kind of found that career and you stick to it. Mm -hmm. My dad worked 35 years for UPS. Yep, And that was just the mentality. Once you got a job, you gave everything and you just stuck, you stayed there. And that was it. And that was, that was the norm. Right. that was which, a lot in life. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was very 1950s, 40s sort of mentality, but they came from, you know, parents from that generation, so right. it was standard. But as we moved forward, now people barely stay on the same job for two years, right? If you get yeah. somebody to stay two years, you've kept a long-term employee, which is crazy thinking about what we were used to. But mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but yeah just I just, just kind of wanted. I just have the philosophy, if I want to do it, I'm just going to go do it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's what I told them. I said, well, I want to do this. And, and, you know, there's something to be said about, and I, and I still distant my, my girls to my daughters. I said, you guys want to have a trade? Yeah. Um, Because I think there's so much value into a trade today. What, no matter what that trade is, right? One of my daughters went to hairstyling school. Another one, you know, um, she studied to be a teacher and she's a teacher now. And another one just kind of did. Some other stuff, but it's like, you know, if you always have that skill set, mm-hmm. something that you can do, you can always do that. Like, yeah. look, I mean, look at me, right? I got my electrical master license back mm-hmm. in 1999, took an eight year hiatus to do magic shows, and then came right back to it. Well, yeah, that's why. You know, but it it's, right it's still right there. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, technology and things have changed, codes have changed, and things you got to get updated sure. on, but you know, you've always had that skill set
1: yeah,
0: and, and you can, you can do something,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, um, which kind of, you know, brings to the whole point of, of what we're talking about today through this whole process, you know, um, I'm on 50 years, that's how old I am now. And yeah. it's like, you know, I'm just now starting to discover what I was meant to do in life yeah, and, and what I was created to be. And there's a little bit of regret, but you can't live with regret. Because there's, oh, I wish I would have known this when I was 20. Well, if I would have known it at 20, I wouldn't be where I am today. I would, it sure. would have been a different path. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've got to be thankful for those detours, those mistakes, those U-turns, those, mm-hmm. all those things I made on this path. Because if, you, if I would have deviated in any way, I wouldn't
1: be here today. Sure. You it's know? like yeah, I mean, you, you travel the path that you're supposed to walk. You know? Right. And then once you get there, you realize it was all... All worth the trip, it's, mm-hmm. it's great to know those things earlier, but you wouldn't be who you are and where you are today because of it. Right, right,
0: and so that that process, that kind of just living it, working it out. You know, the Bible says work out your salvation with fear and trembling, right? And so you gotta work these things out, process them in your mind, is kind of what I've done, and, and I still continue today, it's always changing, mm-hmm. but that's what I feel like I can, Bring to the table that's what I feel like I can help people mm. and and living that life of purpose mm. you know in the in the religious world there's the, the purpose driven life which in my opinion is is not what you should be reading um, because it's not what I agree with with the purpose driven life but everybody is created uniquely you are specially designed for a purpose mm. God has given everybody. unique gift and and I like to use the analogy of a puzzle and every shape and every piece is is slightly different but they all need to come together to complete the whole picture Mm. and so finding out what your part is living that life of purpose and by the way it doesn't matter what you do Mm. it doesn't matter what you do you cannot find fulfillment in what you do you got to find fulfillment and purpose in who you are. Then it doesn't matter what you do. And I think that is what I can really help people kind of discover. And I think that's kind of where we're wanting to take this. And so, you know, live your life in your lanes. I've described it. Uh, You know, tend the garden, your Mm -hmm. garden. uh, And it's all different. There's so much noise out there today. And everybody wants you to hear them and do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no lack of self-help books, right? Not at all. As one, and, and not that they're all bad. But the problem is, is, is we're distracted. And it's like, hey, do this and do that. Or what do you do? Oh, and and it, you're just all over the place. you got to find what fits you. And how do you define that? Mm-hmm. What keeps you in the lane
1: of your life? Um, and that's what I think I can kind of bring to the table. I, I know you can bring it to the table, because once yeah. you sit, sit down with this guy for five minutes, you're just kind of blown away. All right, Bill, hold that thought. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you tired of dealing with unreliable heating and electrical services? Well, look no further. Arc Electric Heating and Cooling is here to provide you with the best service in Colorado. Our highly trained technicians use state-of-the-art technology to ensure that your heating cooling, and electrical systems are running smoothly. And with our commitment to affordability, you can trust that you'll get the best value for your money. We service the Denver Metro, Castle Rock, Castle Pines, Littleton, Centennial, Highlands Ranch, and Parker areas. So why wait? Call Art Electric Heating and Cooling today and experience the peace of mind that comes with knowing that your heating, electric, and cooling systems are in good hands. Call us today at 303 656 3689 that's 303-656-3689 arc electric heating and cooling where comfort and safety comes first welcome back to the created to be podcast with bill anderson Electrical, is that correct? Well, it started off as Arc Electric. Yeah, what happened? Uh, I mean, it
0: obviously grew from there, right? Yeah, we we spent several years just doing electrical work. Um, and then we purchased a heating and cooling. And so it's now Arc Electric Heating and Cooling. Uh-huh. Um, and after the purchasing of that, I got my master mechanical license. So really? I'm a master electrician, Master, master mechanical? mechanical? Mm-hmm. And as we speak right now, we're um, in negotiations of... Bringing on a plumbing company, buying a plumbing
1: company. So, one stop shop. So, if you guys do need help with HVAC or electrical, give them a call a day. Bill, what's the number? 303 656 3689. Cool. That's like one of the easiest plugs you can ever do for your own business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for a moment there, I was like, I sure hope he knows his own phone number. <laughs> it's always the hardest thing to remember. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that'll keep you really busy. So, I, I've seen, if you guys haven't visited their Facebook page, you should go check it out because they they show some really cool things. Some scary things sometimes, especially when it comes to uh, furnace filters. I mean, it's that time of year. So if you need help, give them a call today. Yeah. What's interesting about electrical is uh, yeah. it's still classified as a theory. I still don't understand it. Uh, yeah. It's a lot like some arts degrees out there where they say psychology is a science, but it's still an art because you can never master it and practice it. So that's interesting that you say that. Yep. Yeah, and we do our best to control it and use it. Um, and it lights up our lives, as it were. So. Right, right. Um, so you've talked to me about a lot of things in your life. You've talked about gardens and mind mapping and something called threefold strong. Mm-hmm. So let's start with one of those. What I mean, I hear you talk about them, but you've never really given me a lot of depth as to what they are. So share one and go. Yeah, and a lot of this is, is the
0: the evolution if you will of of where the process of where I'm arriving to or what I'm trying to get to uh-huh. and so you know you have this thought you have this idea and you try at that moment to best define it and then later on it kind of morphs into something else the original idea was the threefold strong okay. and it's the complete person if you will mm. what makes a person complete and it's it's built off of the verse where it says a three-strand cord is not easily broken. Now contextually it's talking about, you know, possibly a wife and a husband mm-hmm. and God mm-hmm. being that threefold cord. Principally I'm talking about the threefold cord within a human being. And that is are you mentally strong, mm-hmm. physically strong, spiritually strong. And with those three things You make up the complete person Um, it's very important right Mm -hmm. because because spiritually strong first of all is first and foremost and uh, you know as you're listening to this this podcast to understand uh, I am a creationist I believe in God Mm -hmm. I believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior and so um, all of my opinions all of my viewpoints are gonna come from from that Mm -hmm. so Spiritually strong is, is the most important thing, right? Um, do I have a good relationship with God? Because I don't really like that word religious because religious is, is man's attempt to get right with God. The first act of religion was Adam and Eve trying to cover their sin in the garden. You know, the, the, the kid's story of sowing mm-hmm. the fig leaves together. Mm-hmm. That was religion. It's not about religion. It's about the relationship that you have with God. So spiritually strong is building that relationship. Mm-hmm. So you, how do you get a strong relations, was relationship? Relationship how, how with you Work that out. So if... Yeah. So just like what well, you would with somebody, you know, in the human life. If I want a strong relationship, right, we're gonna we're gonna correspond. We're gonna talk. We're gonna fellowship. We're gonna spend time together. We're gonna get to know each other. Um, and so same thing. Spiritually strong. How do we talk to God? Well, through prayer. How does God talk to us through His Word? right? The Bible. How do we know God? Well, you know God through um, fellowshipping with other believers. You know God through the experiences that you have in your life. And you know God through serving, right? Mm-hmm. And all three of those different slants, if you will, those views, if you will, I see and know God differently. Like I can't fellowship with God through his word like I can if I fellowship with another believer and I see God working in their life. Mm. I can't see serving through the Bible like I can when I go out and I serve. I I teach or I minister to Mm -hmm. people or I do things, of you know, acts of kindness to people. And and I see God in different lights in those. And so it's kind of that's spiritually strong. Yeah. Right? Um, So knowing the Word of God, reading the Word of God, hearing the Word of God, studying the Word of God prayer, Mm -hmm. fellowship, all of that is building the spiritual man. Hmm. Okay. Physically strong. Well, that goes into the whole idea of, you know, am I able to move? Am I able to, Uh to do what I need to do in this life? Sure. Um, You know, a lot of, a lot of, in the church, a lot of Christians are not good stewards of their body. And they don't take care of themselves. And I always ask the question, well, what if, what if God wanted you to go do something? Could you do it?
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Walk across the U.S. Right. Could you go do it? Or could you run to
0: somebody's aid Mm -hmm. or if somebody fell down or is in trouble, could you pull them up? Could you pull them out of a hole? Could you, could you pick them up and carry them out of a burning building? Could you, I mean, could you, right? So, um, we have to be physically strong. Okay, and there's a whole topic, we'll get into that in much, much depth. Oh, right. yeah. And then mentally strong, right? That's well, one of the biggest things we, we fail in society today. The, the more technology that comes along, the dumber we get. We like to think we're getting smarter. Interesting. But how many people can do math without their phone? Who can remember a telephone number. Who can remember a telephone number, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, mentally strong involves for me you know, like studying, learning new things, and also memory. Mm. Um, I actually took a course. Um, that you're going to laugh at this, but uh, you're one of those memories people too. Yeah, I'm, well, you're going to laugh at me. I'm actually a black belt in memory. <laughs> I actually got a black belt. <laughs> How do you can memory? You explain it. How do you get yeah, a, it's yeah. a it's a great uh, mentor of mine named Ron White, and I've been with him for a, for a long time. We'll we'll see if we can get him on the yeah the podcast here one we day. Will, but, we will get him. Um, yeah, way back in the early 90s, I got one of his downloadable things and, and I've been trucking along with him you know, really? ever since. And so I'm actually part of one of his tribes now and we, we get together uh, three times a week now. We'll do an hour study session um, and then he'll do an hour just, just on memory. memory. Uh, just on memory, yeah. So what's really neat about that is, is we'll, we'll all log on to Zoom and we'll all say, hey, I'm going to study this today. And then everybody goes through what they're studying. And then he says, okay, mutes everybody. And we sit there on Zoom with the camera in front of us as we're studying. Really? Yep. So, you know, for me, you can tie these things in together. Yeah. Right? So going back into that spiritually strong, I can memorize verses. I can memorize wow. the books of the Bible. Right okay. now, I'm on, a, I'm on a personal challenge of memorizing all 1,189 chapters of the Bible.
1: Just a summation. Say again? You're gonna memorize all eleven hundred eighty-nine chapters of of the Bible. Bible. Just the
0: summary, right? Okay. So, like Genesis chapter one is creation recreation. Genesis chapter two is creation recreation recap. Genesis chapter three is the fallen man. Genesis chapter four is Cain killed Abel. Genesis chapter five is the genealogy. Six, seven, and eight is all about the flood. So, I I mean, I can go. I can march you through Genesis right now. Again, it's a it's a very broad. Um,
1: you know, very, very. It's a t- thirty thousand foot view correct. of what you've got going on, but still yeah. being able to know and being able to pull that would be highly valuable skill number one. Right, right. And no matter what you do, mm-hmm. and two, I mean, as a pastor, you, you know, if somebody had a generalized question about where they could find something in the Bible to relate to something that's happened to them, you'd be able to just pull it out, right, of the ether and say, Yep, that's Go the read idea.
0: That's the idea, and plus it? Okay. you don't, you know, and and again part of my other memorization is I try to memorize the the verses that I'm teaching on on Sunday Ah, okay Um, because I I tried several different sermon prep kind of ways Mm -hmm. if you will study write notes um, you know write them all out or whatever every time I did that Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm just reading a report on my study session Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm just reading a page yeah but when I study it and memorize it mm-hmm. and we can talk one day about mind maps, mm-hmm. but I put those topics on a mind map throughout my church. Now that whole sermon is, is, is coming out of me. I'm speaking from the internal yeah. digestion of that passage. You speak more from the heart when
1: yeah. it comes out. I mean, you know. right
0: from, from the internal processing and it's, it's coming from me versus yeah. off of a page piece of paper wow and so got to be mentally strong sure physically strong spiritually strong mentally strong that's the whole idea of the threefold strong and and we we work those in proportion for the complete person
1: interesting yeah well I like that I mean when you lay it out it gives people goals and something to look forward to as well and again impressive it's it's the purpose right so now
0: and so now generally speaking Um, you know, you get into the purpose. Mm -hmm. What's our purpose? Well, there's a general purpose for mankind. And then there's a specific individual purpose for each of us as individuals. And so this idea comes from in the beginning when man was created, Mm -hmm. man was created Genesis chapter one, right? (laughs) Genesis chapter two, creation, recreation, recapped. Yeah. This, this, we were created for one purpose, right? He created man to tend and keep the garden. And then later on he talks about subduing and overcoming the world. Hmm. But everybody was now created for that purpose of tending and keeping the garden. So that's universal. Now you gotta find your garden. So now your garden is, well, changes throughout your life so maybe your garden at stage one of your marriage is just you and your wife then the garden expands as you start to have kids in there and then you have another garden over there that's that's your career right so now you got to tend two gardens then maybe you got to tend another one that may be something else sure and so now I have to tend and keep that garden Whatever that means, so in my marriage, you know, I got to make sure that, you know, think of think of a garden. What do I got to do? I got to I got to fertilize. I got to right. take care of the ground. Water it. You got to. You got to plant the seeds. You got to water it. You got to pull weeds. You got to prune. You got to pick the fruit when it's time. Um, then you got to preserve the, the fruit. fruit yeah. You know, and that cycle just continues over and, and it over. It starts over. It's not like it ever ends. Correct. So this these are just kind of analogies on. You know, defining your purpose. Mm-hmm. And so for, you know, for my life, I have, you know, my, my family as a garden. if electric ArchElectric as a garden. I have, as garden. I have um, myself as a garden. Wow. I have the church as a garden. And so now all of the activities, all the things that I have to do, have to fit within tending and keeping those gardens in proportion and that's the challenge is that you don't get out of balance. Yeah, because if you forget the weeds in one, it
1: overgrows right. and the garden dies or
0: Yeah, just like a normal garden. It's such a great picture. Because if I forget to water that one, well, it withers up. If I if I forget to fertilize it, well then there's no fruit. If I forget to water it, well, the things die. I mean if I forget to, you know, put down the the protection needed against you know bugs and stuff, yeah. I haven't protected the garden. In my mind, and this is, this is what I hope I can get across, because mm. in my mind, it's such a beautiful picture. And when we start thinking of terms like that, then anything outside of that purpose is a distraction. Mm. Okay, so if you come up to me and you say, hey Bill, how much, how much can you deadlift? Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care how much I can. That number doesn't matter to me
1: because
0: mm-hmm. it's not part of my garden, right? Then, then what does? So maybe me being able to pick something up or maybe me being able to perform one, mm-hmm. right, would fulfill that, that function. Hmm. But the amount that I'm able to do, it doesn't matter. Right, just a number at that point. It's just a number at that point. But see, people get distracted on that. People get distracted onto well, how much can I do, mm-hmm. or how many, how many pull-ups can you do? Okay, really, in survival situation, in in life situation, you probably just need to do one.
1: Yeah, just get yourself you know out of saying? the situation. Right yeah.
0: now, can I do twenty or fifteen or ten? Yeah, great, but but, you know, I'm not chasing that number. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to stay able to do that. Now now we're getting that's the shifting into the mm. the uh the the workout and remember we hate that word workout. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask him if he works anyway, yeah. keep going. I don't work out and I don't exercise. Um but when we look at that are we performance based or are we goal based? Yeah. Goal based is how much can you do? How many reps yeah. can you do? Performance based is can I perform? Can you just do it? Can I perform? Yeah, yeah. 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 And so this really helps, too, because now when it comes to eating, mm-hmm. if it doesn't help me tend and keep my various gardens, it's, it's a waste. Mm-hmm. Spending money, if it doesn't help support those gardens, it's a non-essential. Mm-hmm. So it really gets the distractions out of the way, and it causes you to super focus on what you need to be focused on. Interesting. And through that process, you'll discover what you're created to be. Mm. And then mm. when you start living that
1: life, guess what you're going to find? Fulfillment. Fulf- I was going to say fulfillment. Purpose. Uh, drive. Satisf- focus. Satisfaction would have to be in there.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: you know, Because you're starting to meet those things that you always had a desire for or hunger for, mm-hmm. but never could accomplish it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and I think that's a lot of what the younger people especially face now with social media and all that stuff because there's just there seems to be no fulfillment of the things that they want and then they see others quote unquote fulfilling that and then suddenly they felt emptier so yeah. I mean you're giving a really good perspective here especially for our listeners out there about what that stuff means
0: they're they're distracted by other people's gardens uh, right? yeah And and that's a challenge it's a challenge sure because you know everybody wants what they don't have yeah you know you you ever heard that saying the grass is
1: greener on the other side all the time yeah Yeah. well the truth is is the grass is the greenest where you water it (laughs) yeah yeah and if you're there taking care of it you're tending that garden it'll be beautiful exactly so quit chasing everyone else's dreams yep yep find yours and, and go for yours the um
0: the goal for for a christian right is at the end when they when they take their last breath here and step into eternity Uh they want to hear those words well done my good and faithful servant yeah good and faithful right faithful is the key it doesn't matter about the results it's just were you faithful right right? good and faithful in what i I would tending your gardens
1: Wow, that's a really nice analogy. Yeah, so that's why it's so good for me,
0: right? Because, however you want to describe it, however you want to lay it out, whatever analogy you want to use, this one works really well for me because there's so many relatable things. Yeah. With the 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 tending the soil, taking care of the soil, prepping the soil, the the fertilizing the soil, the the planting of the seed, the the watering of it, Mm -hmm. the. The, the protection of it the the, the man sometimes maybe i got to i got to prune it
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know i got to pull those weeds when they pop sure. up right and then when the fruits there i got to preserve it yeah I, you know and so as we as we continue on with this we'll dive into those and i'll give you my example but uh, in what my gardens are and what they what they look like but the the danger is and the word that we're talking about right now is, mine are mine, my gardens are my gardens, mm-hmm. right? And as we walk through this process, maybe they will um, cue you on something that should be for yours, but you got to live your life, mm-hmm. and and you know not everybody is going to be the same, mm. and we got to discover
1: those, and that's the process we're going to work through. Sure. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see where this all goes with Created to Be. I can't wait to see what you throw at us because I asked him one day, you know, do you exercise? And I got about a 45-minute, um, I wouldn't say a lecture. It was more of a <laughs> A passionate talk. S- <laughs> it was. And he's like, well, define exercise for me, Josh. And I started to give an answer, uh, you know, like a bunch of repeated motions to for a purpose. And he goes, well, what's the purpose? Why were you doing them? What is exercise? Yeah. And I was like, dang it, Bill, I don't know. I don't know. He goes, well, here's my take on it, right? I mean, do it for the movement. And he was showing me, so you had this crazy, it wasn't a spreadsheet, but it was all these exercises you could do on a list and you could select them by day plus what you were doing in there and you're like, this is my my work, my my training garden. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to change myself and saying exercise and workout because what's a workout? What do you do, Josh? What do you do for a workout? Is it real? And that's Bill again and I I was just like, well, I I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, well, it's a garden. Tend it. What do you want to do? Do you want to be able to move? Do you want to be able to lift? Do you want to be able to stretch? You know, could you be able to use these, this, this technique and training you do in order to save someone's life? And it's Mm -hmm. like started turning on lights in my head. Like he's making a lot of sense there. I really like it. I I really hope you end up sharing a lot of that with our audience moving forward because there's so much value in that. right? Right. Right. And that's,
0: I was showing you my mind map of my, um, one of the lectures that I'd give on, yeah. on workout, and I was like, coach. And I couldn't remember, now I remember what, what it was. It? It's, it's learn to be your own coach. Yeah. Right. Learn to be, so we're so reliant upon people. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I go to the gym and you gotta give me something. Yeah. What am I doing today? And it's like, I have the ability to show you guys yeah. based on the basic needs for what your purpose is uh, how you can be your own coach and and be your own gym you don't need you don't need people to tell you what to do you you're gonna know the stuff you can you can kind of use the picture of of ingredients mm-hmm. right I got I got some salt I got some pepper I got a little bit of this a little bit of that and it's like I'm gonna learn how to put a little bit of each of it in to create my own recipe but it all starts from those basic you know, f- flavors, if you will, the sweet, yeah. the sour, the salty, the, right. the savory, I mean, those things, and you just different combinations, and you can create your own stuff. Wow. It's, it's really, it's really kind of neat, right? And, and yeah. I think we've lost a lot. of. see, I grew up, um, you know, born in the early 70s, right? I grew up um, with what they call the the latchkey, we're the latchkey kids, right? Where yeah. Our parents were never there. Mm-hmm. The, Both parents were working. Or your key around. We had our own key to get in the house, and and there was no Google. There was no nothing. Mm -mm. And if we wanted something done, as far as like even in my life, you know, if I wanted
1: to eat something, I had to make it. I had to figure it out. Right. Right. And so. If you wanted to go somewhere, you had to find it on a map. You either make do or you made without. Yeah. And (laughs) you made a lot of mistakes, but you learned from them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But now everything's at the. On a phone that goes with us yep. everywhere. Yep, and that's where the scary
0: part is because, yeah. you know, in the electrical world, we do a lot of backup power, oh. solar generators, yeah. backup power, and people will lose their mind if the lights go off. Oh yeah, and there's no way to turn the microwave on. Yeah, um, I remember one time we were doing this the service change for this house where we take the panel and take it off and update it and. And you're usually without power for you know six or so hours, four to six hours, because you know we have to cut the power to, yeah. to change it. And this one, this one young man, this little boy, kept coming out every like thirty minutes. Is it going to be back on? I I, I I need to turn TV on. I I, I want to mm-hmm. play my games. And I kept telling him, go get a book. And you know I told him we don't have any books. And I'm just like,
1: everything changed. He he was so. Distressed, yeah, because there was no power. That's because yeah. we've become so accustomed to having everything we want right now. Right, right, and and the fact to be able to
0: preserve food or to go out there and and cook something on a on a campfire if you have to, um, those are lose those are lost skills that people don't know how to
1: do. Yeah, just starting a fire, cursive handwriting, yep. all those things, right? Yep.
0: Yeah, my eight-year-old granddaughter sat down and taught herself cursive based on the little thing. She just, she's That's just one, cool. of the, one of those kids. It's just like, man, you're amazing. <laughs> right.
1: well, I could know I'd been like you when I was at age.
0: Right. Huh? <laughs> but um, it's people don't realize. They think that it, we're all getting along. We're all good. We're all going to help each other. But when you start getting hungry and your kids go hungry, people lose their minds.
1: That, yeah. It, you'd be surprised what people would do to keep their babies fed. Exactly so I right, always say exactly right, are and you, you, are you prepared to protect that garden absolutely so I'm really excited um you're definitely going to be doing a lot of this moving forward. if you had to give us one message to kind of wrap up or to think about today what what would you want to send out there to folks as we move forward? Wow, I wasn't ready for that question. I know that's why that's why you hired me <laughs>
0: <laughs> um you really got to take inventory of your life. And are you going through the motions? Um, are you ready to to meet your maker at a given's notice? No one's guaranteed tomorrow. No. And are you going to hear those words? Well done. We all have a standard. And most of us fail at that standard. And we have two choices. We can either say, okay. You know, I quit, I give up or I'm going to fix it Mm. and I'm going to change the things in my life to meet that standard. Me and my wife have always had this saying through our entire marriage, oh, we either got two, two options here, give up or try again. And giving up is never an option. It's every time we get sideways with each other, you know, and it's like, Hey, we got two options here. We can either give up or we can just try again. Try again. And we always follow that up with oh. yeah, giving up not
1: an option. So. That's beautiful. Yeah. All, right. All right. Everyone, this is the Created to Be podcast. I can't wait to have more of these in the bag. You're going to hear less of me and more of Bill as we move forward. So make sure that you do visit the art website. It'll be in the links below. Don't forget to visit the church's website. That'll also be down in the links below. And I just want to thank you for the time that you've you've given everyone today, right? I mean, it's it's nice to be able to hear some of the some of the wisdom that comes from people's life journeys and you giving tools to people, it's like really valuable. And I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it. So thanks for having me on your show today. (laughs) Thanks for helping me along. Absolutely. Look forward to the journey. This is Created to Be. I'm Josh. I'm Bill. And we'll see you next time.